Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and to pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that's called Walking Through Your Open Door. The Bible teaches us in the book of Revelation that God opens doors of opportunity for us that no man can shut on us. He opens doors of opportunity for us to get and do things that we otherwise would have never got the chance to get or do. But it's important to know that open doors of opportunity are only as good as our willingness to walk through. Because if we don't walk through the doors that God opened for me and you, we'll never receive or achieve any of what God wants to be received and achieved by me and you. That's why it's so important, brothers and sisters, for us to learn to walk through the doors of opportunity that God opens for me and you so that we can step into, experience, and enjoy all the things that God has waiting for me and you. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Walking Through Your Open Door. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 4. It says, And it came to pass that night that the word of the Lord came unto Nathan, saying, Go and tell my servant David, thus saith the Lord, Shall thou build me a house for me to dwell in? Question mark. Whereas I have not dwelt in any house since the time that I brought up the children of Israel out of Egypt, even to this day, but have walked in a tent and in a tabernacle, temporary places. And in all the places where I have walked with all the children of Israel, spake I a word with any of the tribes of Israel whom I commanded to feed my people Israel, saying, Why build ye not me a house of cedar? Verse eight. Now, therefore, so shalt thou say unto my servant David, thus saith the Lord of hosts, I took thee from the sheep coat from following the sheep to be ruler over my people over Israel. I was with thee whithersoever thou wentest, and have cut off all thine enemies out of thy sight and have made thee a great name like unto a name of the great men that are in the earth. Moreover, I will appoint a place for my people Israel and will plant them that they may dwell in a place of their own and no more and move no more. Neither shall the children of wickedness afflict them any more as before time. And as since that time that I commanded judges to be over my people Israel and have caused thee to rest from all thine enemies. That's the rest we're talking about. Also, the Lord telleth thee that he will make thee a house. He's saying to you, you know, so that he can get the house he wants, he'll make you a house. Are you listening to me? And God's about to bless you so that you can be able to make sure that he's blessed the way he want to be blessed by other people being blessed the way he want them to be blessed. See, God's willing to invest what it is he's willing to get. And God has opened a door for you so that he with his his hopes is, is that so that you can open a door for him to do all that he wants to do. Are you listening to me? And you're the one that God's going to sow into this open door for you. You got to get this in your mind is for him more than it is for you. But he's going to sow in you so that he can get what he wants. Are you listening to me? Because the way to get what you want is to sow it into somebody else. Because the way to get what you want is to sow it into somebody else. 
God wants a house built. So God said, in order to get my house built, I'll build one for you. I want an open door to be able to do what I want to do in this world. So in order to open a door, get a door open for me, I'm going to open one for you. Are you listening to me? Because this whole thing's about him. And see, this is good. This is good. This is good. Because if you can get that locked in on the inside of you that this thing is about him, it erases everything Satan's going to bring at you about you. It's going to erase everything that Satan can bring at you about, well, what about you? Well, what about me? This ain't about me. This is about God. And God is opening a door so that I can walk through to open the door for him to do what he want to do. So therefore, I'm going to move forward and do what it is that I want done. We read on. He says, he says, verse 12. And when thy days be fulfilled and thou shalt sleep with thy fathers, I will set up thy seed after thee. This is another part of that covenant that he had with him. He said, I'm going to set your seed up after thee. Can I talk to y'all? Your seed shall be set up by God. Your seed shall be set up by God. I don't care if they've been wayward. I don't care if they've been hard-headed. I don't care if they've been rebellious. I don't care whether or not they've been mocking God and doing everything the opposite of what God is about. I don't care whether they've been half doing what God has told them to do or all the way doing what God has told them to do. Your seed shall be set up. Oh, yes, they are. They're going to walk in the things of God because there's a covenant that's already been established by God with with David that says not only am I going to bless you, but I'm going to take care of your seed after you. Oh, yes, he is. Y'all going to see family members coming in the house of God like you ain't never seen before. You're going to see kids lining up with the things of God like you ain't never seen them before. Because God is restoring the hearts of the children to their fathers and the father to their children. Oh, yes, he is. (laughs) But he's I'm setting up your seed after you. Oh, they going to start recognizing they call. And God's going to set you up so that they can be set up. So that he can be set up ultimately. Praise God. He said, he said, and when thy days be fulfilled and thou shalt sleep with thy fathers, I will set up thy seed after thee, which shall proceed out of thy bowels and I will establish his kingdom. He said, he shall build a house in my name because your children are called. Oh, yes, they are. Every one of them are called. They don't like it, but they still call. They don't appreciate it, but they still call. They're like, I don't want to do what mom and daddy are doing. I just want to do my own thing. That is your thing. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And I will establish the throne of his kingdom for a little while, forever. Look at this. He's going to establish the throne of their king, kingdom forever. And not just them, but you too. See, one of the things that God wants to do is establish the, the, the kingdom in which you live in forever. Kingdom, of course, is a place, but every place has a way it does things. And so since it's a place and everything and every kingdom has a place every place has a way that they do things, then he's going to establish for them a place to be established by God. And he's going to establish for them and for you how to do what it is that should be done. This year, our ways are going to line up with God's like it never lined up with before either, because we're going to do things the way that God wants to establish them. And he's going to establish this kingdom forever. Verse 14, here's the consoling part. I will be his father and he shall be my son. I will be his father and he shall be his son. I'm going to be a person who cares for him. And he's going to be a person that allows me to care for him. Look at this. Two decisions right here. I'm going to be their father. That's decision number one. God has decided to be a father unto us. An intimate person. See, a father is supposed to represent intimacy. 
A lot of us think that it's a mother that represents intimacy, but it begins with the father. That's a characteristic that came from the father. So the father is supposed to have those same characteristics. When uh, um, the female Adam was uh, built from the male Adam, when uh, she was presented unto Adam, Adam said, she's bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. Or the same thing that she has and that she's about is the same thing that I am and I'm about. That's how he recognized who she was because she recognized him she recognized her as him in female form. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And so they saw the same characteristics, if I could put it that way. So, that's the, so if that's the case, if women are sensitive, then that means that men are supposed to also be sensitive. That don't mean we're supposed to be walking around snotting and crying over everything and stuff like that. And quiet as kept, y'all ain't either, you know, but praise God. But that's a whole nother teaching. We ain't going to get into all that. Bless God, because uh, I'll get off my point. But the point I want to raise is he said, I will be his father and... He shall be my son, which means that a decision is going to be made on the other children, on the people's side also, that says, I will accept him as my father also, and I will be to them a son, which means I will order my life according to what they think and what they believe and how they influence also. He says, and I will chasten him with the rod of men and the stripes of men and all that other kind of stuff. I don't want to get in that part. But my mercy shall not depart away from him as I took from Saul, whom I put away from thee. And who was, of course, rebellious and hard headed. He said, in thine house and thy kingdom shall be established forever before thee. Thy throne shall be established forever. God wants to establish your house and he wants to establish the throne of your kingdom. And he wants to establish your kingdom forever. So when he says that the ones that's talking to you is the one that holds the key to David, he says, I hold the key of causing that to be able to come to pass in the midst of your life. I know exactly how. I know the principal thoughts and the principal things that'll help you establish those things in your life. And so because of that, then my God, if you know all of that, then I need to hurry up and find out more about you so that I can find out from you what it is that I need to know so that I can do what it is that I've called to do. Turn with me, please, over the book of Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. Oh, yes, that's true. We need to learn more about the Lord so that we can be able to step into the fullness of what he has in store for us. Since he holds the king of establish the key to establish in our kingdom forever. He holds the key to causing all those things to be able to manifest that we just talked about. Since he's already agreed that that's what he wants to do by way of covenant, locked himself into it. Then now it's time for us to be able to step into the fullness of what it is that he's already said he's willing to do. It's time, brothers and sisters, to step into the fullness of what God has in store for us. It's time for us to be able to receive those things which he has already covenant with us that he was willing to do and said that I will do for you. He said he will establish us a house and it's time for us to receive our houses. Oh, yes, it is. Amen. And he said he would establish our house and it's time for our house to be established in the things of God in such a way where we can boldly be able to make the statement, not just in faith, but in fact, that as for me and my house, we serve the Lord, that we walk in what it is that God wants us to walk in and we do it the way God wants us to do it. He said he was going to establish our seed after us. And it's time for us, our seed to be established after us. Oh, yes, it is. It's time for them to step up into the fullness of what God has in store for us. But yet we're not going to have to poke and prod and push and provoke. But no, we're going to be able to rest in the rest that brings us to rest and let God be God and do what it is he wants to do. And we just line up and do what he asks us to do so that he can do what it is he wants us to do. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 16. We'll begin reading there. It says, this is the covenant that I will make with thee after thee, after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my law in their hearts 
and in their minds will I write them. And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. He says, first of all, I'm going to put my laws in their heart, which means that this year your heart is going to be filled with the word of God. This year, your heart is going to be filled with the knowledge of God. This year, your heart is going to be filled with the commandments, with the precepts, with the ordinances and with everything else that God has in store for you that he wants you to do so that you can line up with what it is he wants you to line up with. Not so that you can be all stressed out over, did I do everything that it is that I'm supposed to do, but so that you can know with a certainty that I'm doing what God told me to do so that I can move forward and receive all that God has in store for me, too. He said, I'm going to put it in their hearts and in their minds, because a lot of us is in our heart, but it don't stay on our mind. That's why we conduct ourselves in ways other than what it is uh, that we're supposed to conduct ourselves. But he's going to bring it in our hearts and he's going to bring it in our minds. He says, and their sins and their iniquities, well, I remember no more. The mistakes that you made in the past, the errors that were made, no more. He says, now, and I, I, I might add also, you might consider doing the same thing, too. You might consider doing the same thing, too. I know that probably don't apply to most of y'all because most of y'all like glad to forget about your mistakes. But some of us are remind ourselves regularly of our mistakes. Some of us remind ourselves of the mistakes we made before, which tells us that we must be making mistakes now. And that'll cause us to never receive the things that God has in store for us. But it's time for you to remember your mistakes no more. It's time for you to remember your mistakes no more and be able to move forward into your open door. Verse 18. Now we're remission of. Uh, uh, of these is there is no more offering for sin having therefore brethren boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus Christ now he said to enter into the holiest of course I already told you that the whole well that well I didn't tell you this that the holiest here represents the holiest of the holies which represents the spiritual realm and so since it represents the spiritual realm it's time for us to enter into the spirit in order to enter into the spirit, the tabernacle was set up in such a way was first there was the outer court. I mean, first there was the, yeah, the outer court and the outer court represented the flesh. And of course, in terms of its geographic uh, size, it was the biggest area that existed in the entire tabernacle. And it's no different even with the Christians and that the flesh is the biggest area that they have to deal with. And that's where the biggest walk is and the longest walk is, is in the flesh. But once you finally get to the end of your flesh, you hit the next place which is called the, um, the, uh, the holy place. And now that begins the inner part of the court, which is everything is internal at that point because everything now gets a chance uh, uh, to be covered. Once you step into that area, you step into your soulish realm. That's your mind, your mind, your will, and your emotion, the way you think about things. And that's where, you know, before you enter into that area, that's when you run into the brazen altar where there's water in there representing the word of God for, you to, for the priest to be able to cleanse themselves. Because, see, the commoner can be in the first point, but a priest has to step into the next point. Because once you begin to recognize yourself as priest of the living God, then you will receive the water of the word of God, which will allow you to be able to cleanse yourself so that you can step into the fullness of what God has in store for you in terms of the priesthood. But then once you step past and get your mind filled with what it's supposed to be filled with and your mind operating the way it's supposed to operate, by the way, in that area also was the table of showbread, whereas you would receive the bread to be able to eat on a regular basis. And of course, the bread represents into the word of God also. And I might add also, since there was only priests up in there, there were no chairs in that area, which means that priests ain't never supposed to be sitting on their butt doing nothing. But that's a whole nother teaching. We're not getting into that today. Praise God. There were no chairs in that area. Amen. Because laziness is a state of mind. But once you get the mindset that God has you to have and stuff like that, then you'll never sit again. Blessed be his name. But anyway, that's another teaching. 
And then once you enter into the next part, that's when you go back behind the veil. That's when you uh, have entered into the holiest place. And it's the holiest place that's in the spirit. And in that place is where you get a chance to see God. And that cha- in that place, the only illumination that exists is the candles sticks in there. And the candlesticks represent the Holy Spirit of God, who is the one who is going to illuminate your pathway for you and show you where you need to go and what you need to do to be able to receive what God has in store for you. But in that place, you see God because you get a chance to see God. And when you step into the spirit, you get a chance to see God. And when you see God, you get a chance to be able to recognize that I've done no wrong per se because of the fact that the blood has already covered my way. And because of that, I'm no longer what's in the way of me receiving the blessings that God has in store for me because my errors, my mistakes and the things that I've done wrong are no longer what's in the way of me receiving what God has in store for me. So I can step out as the priest would step out, high priest used to step out and begin to make declaration after that, that of what it is that I recognize as a result of stepping up in there and that's that we're blessed and we can go forward knowing that we're blessed why because God has already forgiven my sins God has already accepted the offering that was presented unto him which by the way was Jesus's blood which never loses his power he's already received the uh the blood that was uh, set there so that it can remit my sins and cover my sins and take away my sins and as a result of that now I can move forward as a blessed person that whatever I set my hands to do shall prosper that wherever my feet or the feet of my feet tread upon shall now be mine are you listening to me and I can step forward with confidence knowing that God's got my back, that from this point forward, God will protect me. From this point forward, God will handle my business. From this point forward, God will be with me for the rest of the days to be able to make sure that I'm blessed. No curses have opportunity to manifest in my life because I'm blessed. Are you listening to me? Glory to God. And so God wants you to step into the spirit to be able to recognize that everything's already been handled for you to be able to go forward as blessed, that your hands can prosper in whatever it is that you sent forth to do, that your feet will tread upon and everything will then that it treads on will become you. Are you listening to me? But yet when you begin to move forward, that doesn't change the fact that in that land, there are already giants. In that land, there are already oppositions. In that land, everything still looks the same as it looked before you stepped out of the veil. But the only thing that changed is supposed to be you and your mindset. You and your mindset. God needs you to change your mindset so that you can step out under the concept that I'm blessed. That regardless of what's going on and what's happening, I'm blessed. You might, they might have went back in the house uh, and, 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 and began to tell their family that we're blessed. And then the kids might have still been crazy. The people might have still been tripping. Are you listening to me? The dog might be dropping stuff over in the corner. Are you, get, are you hearing me? Cat missing a litter box, all kind of stuff. But yet you know that when you step up in there, that's irrelevant what's going on. Because what mattered was what happened when I went in behind the veil to recognize that I'm blessed. And because I'm blessed, that's, then this is the mindset that we should be moving forward in. We was in Hebrews chapter 10. Yeah, okay. And what verse we leave off on? See if you remember that. 19, good. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he hath consecrated from, for us through the veil, that is to say his flesh, speaking that Jesus' flesh, and having an high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart. Oh, that's a heart that's filled with the truth of the word of God in full assurance, because that's what happens when your hearts get filled with the truth of God. You will become fully assured. Did I say fully assured? Oh, see, that's called faith. 
because faith is absolute confidence, absolute assurance, absolute reliance, and absolute confidence on what on God and what it is he has said. Because once your heart gets filled with that, after you come out, knowing that you're blessed by God, knowing that God's on your side, and you can move forward in a, in a new and living way into the things that God has in store for you and what he has to say, then you can draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. Having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. He said, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful. He said, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. That's what we ought to do, that we ought to step out and we say blessed. And that when we run into circumstances and situations, we don't change what we say. We say blessed. We say today God has opened the door for me and I can move forward and receive all that it is that God has in store for me. I don't care nothing about no giants. I don't care nothing about no circumstances. I don't care about no situation. I don't care about no apparent lack. I don't care about my level of education. I don't care about how much money I got in my pocket. I don't care about none of those things. I know I'm blessed because God says I'm blessed. And because of that, I'm going to move forward and do what it is that God told me to do. And I'm going to hold fast to the profession of my faith. I'm not going to change it. I'm not going to say one thing today and another thing when I see something that looks another way, but I'm going to say the same thing all the time so that it can open the door for God to be able to do what it is he wants to do. Because the problem is, is that God can't get through to do for you all he wants to do because he keeps getting uh, a, 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 a change of attitude from you. Stand next to each other, just a few steps apart from one another and hold and, and put your hands out and touch one another. Good. This right here is the open door. That's the door that God wants to come through. Now, God has already opened a door for you to be able to step through and do what he wants you to do. But your words and your profession and that way you conduct yourself is going to determine whether the door is open for him to do for you all that it is that he wants to do. That's why he puts his word in your heart. We learned during the midweek that he sheds his, uh, his uh, word abroad in your heart. It gets on the inside of your heart and causes you to will and want to do what he wants you to do. God wants to do it for you. He then shares with you what he wants to do. It goes in on the inside of you and causes you to want to do what he wants you to do and want him to do what he wants you to do. And then you, when your heart is filled with abundance, out of the abundance of your heart will your mouth speak. And then as your mouth speaks forward what it is that God said, every time you say what God says, I'm blessed, it opens the door. Door closed. Or you can drop your hand. You can just drop your hand. The door, the door opens for God to then be God to then be able to come through and do in your world all that it is he wants to do. Well, that's all the way have time for today. I hope that you're blessed by what the Word of God had to say. Walking through your open door, what a powerful teaching. I hope that you're seeing that it's true, that there really are doors of opportunity that God's opened for me and you. Doors of opportunity to acquire and achieve awesome things that God has prepared for us. Doors of opportunity that God expects to be walked through by us. I hope even more that you're learning and even being inspired to do what God wants all of us to do. That is, walk through the doors he opened for me and you so that we can walk straight into the awesome things that are awaiting me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center. 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. 
We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed when you do, and we will too. And since we're talking about coming through, there's something that I invite all of our senior saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas to do. We invite all of our senior saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come on through to an exciting fellowship that's held at Word of Faith just for you. That's called Age of Grace. Age of Grace is a monthly mature adult fellowship for the saints ages 55 through 155 from all over San Antonio and surrounding areas. That meets the third Saturday of every month from 9.30 a.m. to around 12 noon where our Silver Saints, our Golden Gang, and our Platinum Pack get together for food, fun, fellowship, periodic inexpensive outings and day trips, and of course, the Word of God. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. If you need a ride, VIP transportation service is available for this too. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So, if you've been blessed by the Lord to reach the age of grace, that's age 55 through 155, and you're up for hanging out with some other saints your age who love God, love the Word of God, and still love having fun and fellowshipping too, then Age of Grace Fellowship at Word of Faith is the perfect fellowship for you. So come on through and bring some other word-loving, fun-loving saints who are in the Age of Grace with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. And by the way, if you're 156 years or older, don't worry. Just call me up. I'll get you in. That's the least I can do. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.